0: Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the My Fancies and Boney podcast. Uh, had a couple of weeks off, a little bit of hiatus, and uh, we seem to be having a bit of a delirious Thursday evening so far. <laughs> just, uh, on to Friday morning. Uh, we're joined by the usual lineup. we've got a full roster again today. We're joined by Mr. David Grant. Dave, hello, how are we doing? Uh,
1: good evening. Yes, all good evening, Joe. Good evening, everyone else. I'm not too bad, thank you, Joe. How are you?
0: Well, I'm all right. It's nearly the weekend. It's always, uh, always a good time.
1: Oh, great to you. The yeah. cricket
0: over the weekend.
1: All yes, yes, playing myself, playing now and watching. Yeah, play. Late call up to uh, playing Doncaster, so.
0: Lovely, lovely trip to Donny. Nothing, nothing, nothing like it. Can't <laughs> wait. We're also joined by Mr. Gareth Dutton, the man who's still apparently not found his front teeth. Gref, how are we doing?
2: Side teeth, come on now. But I'm good. Right. How are you? Oh, sorry,
0: side teeth, front teeth. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right.
1: If, if you're gonna quote his teeth, get the right set of teeth. Come on.
0: Well, I just presume there weren't any. I just.
1: It's a fair assumption. It's all fair.
0: gums, isn't it? <laughs> fair assumption. Fair assumption. And last but not least, we're joined by Mr. Andy Stafford. Andy, how are we doing today, mate?
3: Um, apart from being one of those weird guys who seems to get a cold in August, I'm not bad. How are you?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really know what to say to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, mate. I, mean, I get hay fever, but um, never never heard again a cold in August. So fair play to you. Like, yep,
1: Gotta say, guys, this is uh, this is high spirit stroke, high jinx on this podcast already. This is going to be know.
0: interesting. Start as we mean to go on. We're at a minute, minute and a half into the podcast, and uh, we're already at that stage. Wow. So obviously, um, it's episode thirty-eight today. We have thirty-eight signings to discuss today. Uh, nice little bit of uh, ironic coincidence there. Not quite sure why it's ironic, but again, it's one of those Thursdays. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to do it a little bit different today. We'll run through all the players. Uh, We've all picked out a couple of players that we want to talk about. uh, And then we're going to start how we mean to go on for the next five podcasts or so. We're going to talk about round up two teams' rosters. Uh, So today we'll be rounding up Belfast and Cardiff, just as the two rosters that are fully completed uh, and the two teams that have started training camps already. So we'll go on to that. uh, And then we'll wrap up. Just by talking about All Stars, which is obviously the reason we've had a bit of a break. Um, Dave, Andy, Greff, and myself all played for British Heart Foundation All Stars. You'll have seen the pictures on uh, on Facebook. We came fourth, which is the uh, the most successful result ever for BHF. But we'll come back to that in a bit. Anyway, uh, first of, uh, first and foremost, we have a long list of players that have uh, have signed in the league. So I'm just going to run through this long list. Uh, I'm now looking for Eric Mailand because he was the last person <laughs> that signed uh, that we discussed on the last podcast. So let's have a look. It, it was, 84
1: years ago. It's it, feels, it feels like ages.
0: It does feel like ages ago, to be fair. And it? it's been about what? It's, it's only been like two weeks, three weeks, two, two and a bit.
1: Something like that,
0: yeah. Something like that. So anyway, so we got Craig Gunn signed for Dundee. Uh, we've got Cameron Critchlow. Critchlow, sorry, signed for Manchester. Gref, don't shout at me too much. Get thinking about his nickname. Um, we've got Brian Ward and Jesse Forsberg signed for the Belfast Giants. Uh, Chad Rao signed for Glasgow. Uh, Jagger Dirk uh, signed for Dundee Stars. Uh, Ned Lukasavic signed for Manchester. Gref's favourite player for next season already. Uh, Jackson Whistle moved from the Steelers to Nottingham, which is a, a surprise move. Uh, over the weekend that we were at All-Stars. Uh, Steelers topped that by signing Martin St-Pierre from Cunland Red Stars. Um, let's have a look. Liam Morgan signed for the Belfast Giants. Uh, Sean McMonagle signed for Cardiff. Nottingham signed Jens Jacobs and William Quist. Um, bah, bah, bah. John Negrin signed for Manchester. Egils Kalns signed for Dundee. Uh, Tyson Fawcett signed for Manchester. Uh, Cardiff got Sam Jardine. Belfast got Gene Dupuy. Belfast signed Patrick Mullen and Bobby Farnham. And also Liam Redox and Curtis Hamilton. Lane Ulmer moved from Cardiff to Manchester. Uh, Sheffield signed goaltending duo Pavel Cantor and Thomas Duba. Uh, Fife acquired Tim Crowder from Coventry. Uh, Mikhail Gutwald moved from Glasgow to Fife. Brett Bulmer then moved from Fife to Nottingham. So they're all the kind of new players to new teams. And then in addition to that, we had Scott Arson and Paul Crowder uh, and James Isaacs all re signed for Fife. Uh, Travis Earhart and Matt Haywood re signed for Glasgow. Bryce Reddick, Thomas Murdy. Uh, Sean Bentivoglio, Toms Rutkish and Jordan Laude all re-signed for Cardiff and Mike Will re-signed for Guildford. So it's a nice long list of what I counted up as to be 38 players. We're not going to... Um, Really drone on about 38 individual players. So uh, we'll start with Dave as the probably the most anticipated players to be signed for the Steelers fans that will be listening. Um, because I think you're going to talk to us about goalies, are you not, Dave?
1: Yeah, I'm going to stick to, to type and we'll, we'll talk about uh, Pavel Cantor and Thomas Duba. Um, two goalies who I think are going to make a difference for the Steelers. I think there's an upgrade on Jackson Whistle. No disrespect Jackson. Myself personally, I know a few of us disagreed on the podcast that I, I felt he actually was one of the better players of this team last year. Builds out a number of times. Having said that, though, the two guys that have come in are an upgrade. I mean, you look at Thomas Duba You look at the teams he's played on, the leagues he's played in, the Czech top league, um, SM Liga.
0: Second St-
1: Steady. Calm down. Stay <laughs> to ex- the KHL. Got excited. Stints the KHL, goes to Italy to play for Bolzano, goes to the DL, and then ends up at Klagenfair. Um Last year he was at uh, Gangwon High One in the Asian League. Um, 2.37 goals against with a save percentage of 0.921. Regularly is in the 900-90% ratio for the saves. Um, high experience. Uh, Represented the Czech Republic under-18, 20, and a senior. You, you know, yes, he is at um, a a bit of an age. I think he's 38. But do you know what goals get better? The older they are, the better they are. You know, we, we've seen numerous top-end goals in the NHL play when they're in the forties, still pulling 15-20 wins. So <laughs> for goalers, age isn't a matter of a, a problem. I think this is going to be a good signing.
0: Wasn't Martin Brodeur 40 when he retired?
1: I think he was 41. I think 41 was, in, in the end. He, he was definitely in his 40s. Mm. But, you know, Martin Brodeur, uh, Patrick Waugh. Uh, do you know what? I think Lundqvist is knocking on the door. He's well interested. Th- he's knocking seven, on I think Yeah, so, you know, they say forwards indeed, their the primes are 32-33. Goal is, you're looking 34-35. So, he's 38. He's He's... On the cusp, but yeah, I think it's a great pickup for the Steelers. And then you look at the other kid that's assigned, Pavel Kantor. Um, again, you know, good stats. Predominantly playing in the Czech League, apart from one season in Norway too for Jutel. Uh, but again, stats-wise, above 900 apart from the seasons. But when you when you're playing in the top Czech League and you're getting 9, 900 save um, save percentage. Just under, you're going to take that for, for a player that's going to end up in the elite league. What I see with these two is I see it as a little bit of a project. I know we spoke off air off, uh, yesterday about this, and I, I agree with it. It's a bit of a project where Dubo with his experience, will help Cantor, because Cantor's only 27, will help him develop his own game and bring him along. And I, see, I wouldn't be surprised if we see these two in Sheffield for a couple of years. I'm, I'm, I'm buying everything, you know, the argument you gave, uh, Joe, when we talked about it, because I, I think about it, I, I think there's a lot of merit in it you look at the age gap, you look at the, the, the um, experience makes a lot of sense, but in terms of what they're going to bring to the Steelers, they're going to have a bit of stability in, in that position. The teams and the pressures they'll have been under, I think they will be, if it's one area that Jackson will want to develop himself is, is the big games where sometimes he went missing and that's when the goal score, which t- kind of took Sheffield out of the competition. Um, you know, One example is probably that two-minute stint in the second leg of the quarter-final of the playoffs where Sheffield are somehow, still in this game, still in this game, in the second leg, never mind the first leg when they were 4-0 down Cardiff, was, I think it was three, one goal up in, on, on, on aggregate and then Cardiff just blitzed. And it was just a couple of goals where you'd kind of think he'd want them back. As much as not an applied science, I, I, I think with these two, I don't think you're going to have that scenario. I think you're going to have a stronger a more sturdier net-minding presence this year. Um, the interesting one on that, well, is that we haven't got the, the British back up, because obviously if these two both play, then one of the import forward D will have to sit, sit down. So that'll be interesting to see who comes along, and who will also then get the chance to work with, with Thomas Duba and uh, Pavel Canto.
0: Yeah, I've heard some speculations from people saying, oh, do we think that we're going to kind of nick the Brit goalie from... Steel Dogs, I don't think people have quite clocked the logistical failure in that, in that Steel Dogs are going to be playing at the same time, so why are we going to nick their goalie?
1: I think also the one, the name that they've mentioned, he's only really just got into the Steel Dogs. Um, Curtis Warburton, he's only just broke into that level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, I don't, I suspect he, he probably will end up training with the Steelers. You know, what Steelers have done well in the past is that they've, they've had players who play for the Steelers the younger end and train with the Steelers because I think the Steelers train at night time so they could do both so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up training with the Steelers I can't see him being the brick backup
0: no it's one of those though I, I couldn't I couldn't throw any names out I haven't I have absolutely zero ideas who, who to even suggest is going to fill this role I mean Aaron Fox has already gone out and said that he doesn't he doesn't expect the player to be playing much at all but you still wanting a guy that's got some vague capability, kind of like, you know, you look back to the days when we had like Jeff Woolhouse as, you, as your, as your backup and you knew that if he ended up going in, you were still getting a a decent netty that was going to do a job. I, you know, you still want that kind of goalie just in case, but I just, I just can't think of any names to throw out there as suggestions.
1: No, there's, there's not many that kind of stand out in the Sheffield market all that, you know, from the juniors. I and, mean, you know, the ones that I can think of already with teams, um, the only one that I don't think has been announced anywhere was the guy that was on the books for the Steelers, uh, Angus Lang. I yeah. I'm not sure if he's still going back to North America.
0: Um, he was on an apprenticeship contract, wasn't he? He was on
1: the apprenticeship contract. But he, he was playing out in, uh, in Canada, I think. I want to say Canada. Uh, one of the junior leagues. Um, so uh, apart from him... You know, I don't know, but it'll be, it'll be another guy that we, you know, someone new for the for the fan base. So as much as he'll probably not play, but it's always not, you know, it's always good when you see a, a new face into the lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah, it always is. Very going to be a, an interesting season uh, for a lot of teams this year. I think we've got a lot of new faces. Um, so I mean, I, unless anybody's got anything else to add on those two goalies, obviously we'll come back and discuss in more detail, obviously, when we come to the week of, of discussing Sheffield in that respect, obviously, that, that kind of thing will be discussed in more detail, but a, a it nice, um, was nice to have a round-up of the goaltending, as I say, it's, it's it's one that's been probably the most anticipated for Steelers fans, after building quite a strong team out on the like the offence and defence, we've, we've, you know, <laughs> we've had every player signed, but the goalies are better, but, well, announced at least, apart from the goalies, so I know it's been quite a point of um, apprehension for a lot of fans. I don't, I don't know why any fans seem to think that we were going to start the season without a goalie. But although
1: um, oh, that, that made no sense, that no, made no I'd, sense at all. We, just, just even think about it. When you when you release a goalie, yeah, we're going to release a goalie without not having any Plan B, C, or D at all. Like really, guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, the minute that we told Jackson that we wanted him to take a pay cut, we would have had somebody in the pipeline if not had a, already had pen to paper. Like, we wouldn't have turned around and said that to Jackson unless we'd got somebody else sorted. But, exactly. I don't know. I mean, we we had a lot of names thrown out as well, didn't we, with a goaltender, just before we move on from this. I mean, obviously, we, we saw, Um, I think the three main names that I saw were Kevin Poulan, Barry Brust and Danny Taylor were the three main names that I saw. Um, By all accounts, I mean, listening to the interviews from Aaron Fox, I th- it sounds like we were kind of trying for a goalie of that kind of calibre. Um, but we just couldn't tempt them to the league. It wasn't the right time in their career. They weren't looking for that kind of move, obviously taking a serious pay deduction to move to, to this kind of league. So um, the expectations, I think the bar was set pretty high by people. I don't even know where those names start to come from. Uh, I mean, I, I think looking back, it was quite unrealistic to think we were going to sign a goalie straight from the KHL or the DEL. Um
1: Come, come from someone who got told name some someone within a club in and around the UK. Probably that's why the bar was set so high.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Which you know, just yeah, you just should never, you know, don't don't really expect expect that to be the uh, the bar setting because as you, you know, as the interview said, they couldn't get them couldn't get them over the final line. I heard we we all heard, um, Brust and Taylor. and we'd heard, me and Gref heard from a couple of people over in in Belfast were quite good on their sources in respect of knowing when players are signing, that Pruellan was a done deal on the university um, package. So they'd have been amazing goalies to have, one of the three, wouldn't have mattered. But I think we've got, you know, in Sheffield, two good goalies. I just want to throw one question out to, to the three of you. In, in one respect, these these goals are good, and we're gonna have the third the goal is the British one, who's not gonna see time's gonna train. But is that is that a start of a worrying trend? Because Nottingham's did this in that we don't have an out and out backup British goalie. The guy is gonna be there just to do with the door and whatnot. And 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 does it is it kind of is it, is it time to worry or just kind of be concerned that there doesn't seem to be much of a a structure to find the next batch of goal is the next set that's gonna come through, go through the NIHL and go to the elite league and replace the likes of Ben Baums, Jackson Whistle, Thomas Berding. Are we gonna so are gonna see the trend of teams having two imports and just a backup net goal just to, to the door?
0: I suspect that's gonna be the way that it obviously it's already the way that it's going. I suspect that's the way that it's gonna continue and I think we're gonna see more teams do that. Um, the thing that concerns me is when Bounds' career is done currently, who are we going to get to sit in and take and take the, the GB slot? Who are we going to get to go between the pipes of GB once Bounds is done? I know that we're not talking in the immediate future, but it's still quite a concerning thing that as soon as Bounds is, is done, we, who do we have? We've got Whistle, fair play, but Whistle's, what, 24 now? So... You know, other than that, we don't we don't have a huge pot of goalies that we that we can pull from. I think that I think that's the concerning thing for the moment is that unless the NIHL stepping into this new format gives some kind of structure to allow more goalies to get more ice time and develop, like like we've seen Brad Day going to Telford and that kind of thing, he's gone because he wants to build his game and get the game experience. Yeah, I I think it's very much a time will tell because I, th- I think it's. It, it hinges now on how this NIHL N- division facilitates goalies getting at ice time.
1: Yeah, so you've, you've got, as you mentioned, Brad Dane Telford, you've got Gospel at the uh, the Leeds Chiefs, you've got... Um, Ash
0: Smith. Ash Smith,
1: I just couldn't think of his first name. Uh, Ash Smith uh, at the Pirates. You have... Zimmerdor
0: is it? Steel dogs still, isn't
1: Steel dogs it? And a combination of, um, I want to say Warburton and uh, another young Brit goalie, Zach Brown, um, fighting for that backup spot. Um, so there's there's some that's that's in there, but it's who you know, not all of them are going to make the cut to you know push to be in the league. No disrespect to any of them that we mentioned, but just you know, it just won't ha- Some of them it just won't happen. So. It's, it's you know, British hockey has all these problems every year. So I it find something new to think about. And I think in the next couple of years, that's going to be the big question. If it already isn't, is who's going to be the next set that's going to be pushing Ben Bams? Because ideally, what you want is what Ben Baums did to uh, Stephen Murphy, and he pushed him out of the GB spot and took over. What mm. you ideally want is someone to do exactly the same to Ben Bams.
2: Yeah. And didn't Murphy do that to Lyle?
1: Murphy did that to Lyle, yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
0: You look at the last few GB goalies. I mean, I, there was always that one standout GB goalie in the league, weren't there? I mean, Lyle Murphy, Bounds now, whistles coming through, fair play. But I, I just, that's the thing that concerns me is is once Bounds goes, if Whistle picks up his game more and gets himself to that same level as Bounds and fair play. But it still begs the question again, not in the immediate future, but who's going to step in once that kind of generation's done? We don't we don't have a structure to allow the development of that kind of goalie. Belfast took a punt on taking bounds because sorry, Cardiff took a punt on taking bounds even because at the time Cardiff weren't at the level that they're at now. They weren't at that level and expectation of success, so they could afford to give bounds. The chance where Sheffield couldn't, and now I, I think I just I just can't see it unless you're going to get a, a, a player signed for Dundee, Fife, Manchester, and then then give them a shot and take the risk of having a poor season. And that's the only way I can see it going. But, is one boy. of those one of those l- lower half of the league. So I'm yeah. not even necessarily saying bottom end team, but one of a lower half of the league team that, that's not really had the success. I think it's going to take one of them to take a punt and go, right, we're going to have to do it.
1: But you also look at Ben Bounds. He he did that when he played for the Stingrays. Mm. He went from the Steel Dogs to the Stingrays. Yeah, Race. of course he did. Uh, had a couple of years there, bit his teeth in the Elite League, then Cardiff took him on. And, you know, as I say, the rest is history. Um, And, you know, it, it's going to be the same. Who's going to play in the NIHL? Who are teams going to go? And even fairness, Steve Murphy played out in Edinburgh. I think he, I think he may have played for them in their first year of the Elite League. So, you know, it's I think what you've said there is, is probably going to how it's going to be. You know, maybe a five, maybe, a, maybe even a Glasgow, maybe even a Manchester. To go right. Let's do that. I could that.
0: see it being Manchester just because I think Finity's got that. I, I, Finity always has this, has this thing of he's. For me, he's a much better recruiter than he is, than he is a coach. Um, and that's not a knock on him, but I, I always think he recruits well on paper. And then, for whatever reason, it's, it, it didn't go the way that it should have done when he when he was signing for Sheffield. And uh, to be fair, some of the time, some of the years that he signed in Sheffield, we were looking at the stats and it was we'd got the most NHL experience on our team, most AHL experience on our team, and then the team just didn't play yeah. together. Um, I, I just think he's a much better recruiter than he is a coach at times. And I, to be fair, I could see it being him just because he's had so long in the in the elite league as a player and then as a yeah. coach, he kind of knows what needs to happen.
1: It's certainly possible, yeah.
0: It is, it is. But moving on anyway, we 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 uh we'll move on to the other players and then uh, if needs be, we can have this as a uh, as, as a more long-standing topic on a on another podcast. We've <laughs> we've set out to do this as a as a way of keeping the time down and. Uh, not, ta- not taking too long on players <laughs> We just talked it's about right. two players for 15 minutes. Um, moving on then, Gref, uh, surprising that you've got a Manchester player to talk to us about. Um, oh, and then, big, surprise. Uh, big surprise. Big surprise. Glad i sat down. <laughs> and then uh, I believe your other player is, uh, is moved from one of our favourite new additions to the CHL, is it not?
2: It is indeed. I mean, I'll start with that one. Please do. <laughs> let's go to talk about Sean McMonagall moved from our favourite team Fris wonderful played 41 games last year 26 points helped at least stay in the pool leg with a wonderful penalty shot against last year yeah uh, season before that playing in the EBEL Twice, getting over 20 points four times, and then playing for Bolzano. He looks like he's, he's going to be a great acquisition for Cardiff. He's also a swing guy. Is he the right so, swing guy? I don't know, we'd have to ask Stafford. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, mate. I have to get back to, me. Get back to you. <laughs> yeah. He can play defence, play centre. He's he looks like a, a brilliant signing all around. I Man, they are signing within their means. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the little plug there.
2: And then the second player I mentioned is Lane Ulmer, who Storm signed from Cardiff. But that's a player that I didn't expect us to be signing. I don't think many of us expected to be signing a player of that calibre.
0: <laughs> I was going to say.
2: Hey, what, six foot one centre. He's 38 years old, so he's got the experience on his side. Was drafted in the seventh round by Ottawa. He's been hitting at least 40 points the past three seasons with Cardiff. He'll hopefully be what probably our first or second liner. I'm looking forward to watching him play every every week. Yeah, I think when you look at a guy that's put up that many
0: points in, you know, in his time in the elite league, 160 games, 146 points, point nine one points per game. Um, for the Devils as well. I mean, you've got to think he was flourishing there in a team that had a lot of talent and had a lot of point scorers. Um, and that's often when you see your top end kind of guys sometimes just kind of get a little bit hidden, go go a little bit under the radar. So you know, if he's putting those points up for for Cardiff, what's what's he going to do when he's a first liner and, and really pushing you know, in in Manchester? Uh, I I was surprised by the addition, but a, a really good signing for you guys there. Um, I but mean, I think. Cardiff just has to have this have this thing, don't they? They're just in the perfect position because they can re-sign ninety percent of their team and then the, the players that they bring in just you just have to add a nice addition here and there. And the thing is the additions that they're bringing in don't even need to be completely top draw because the players that they've already got on their team um you know, they've already got the depth in their team. So I I think McMonagall's a good addition to them as well. Um so we then move to Andy. Uh, who i believe is the only one of the four of us that is not talking about a player from his team
3: yes yeah, right uh i mean I, I was stuck between three or four uh another player, belt belfast so it just shows how strong side that that, that they've they've got this season uh according in the end for patrick mullen uh, who's a D-man he signs from vienna capitals uh in the EBEL where he amassed uh, 25 points in 29 games which is very very good uh, he's won the a, a a few times as well uh, 14 games in Senators in the AHL between 2014 and 2016 uh, not the biggest of DMN, he's only 5 foot 10 uh, and he's 33 years old as well so he's pretty much in his prime uh, he's a good write up as well from a few years ago uh, he's a 2 way defenseman. Mullen plays a well rounded game he can deliver crisp passes and a fine shot, skates very well like I mentioned, his size is only 5 foot 10, so his size uh, hurts him in foot battles and along the board. He's not a very physical player at all, So uh, obviously, we'll how he how it goes with being uh, a pretty physical league in recent years. Uh, but still looks a very good signing. Uh, yeah, so that's my first one. Uh, and my second one is Tim Crowder, who joins five flyers from the Conjure Blaze. Uh, last year for Coventry He had 68 points in 60 games And recently uh, or, or pretty much right now Still uh, He's in the like last 63 points in 20 games For the Sydney Ice Dogs In the uh, Australian Ice Hockey League He's very good there uh, Obviously he joins his, his brother uh, Paul they also all started a fantastic season for five uh, I wonder if, if, they'll be, if they'll be paired together uh, Both really good players I, I think they'll probably feed off each other really well yeah some of the good signings there
0: yeah I'm interested to see how Tim and Paul play together as well I think that's that's going to be the key thing um, always interesting when you bring two brothers together to see how they play uh, and particularly when it's Paul and Tim Crowder when, when we've seen them both in the league and both being able to, to, to make a difference <laughs> I'm interested to see what they do together uh, and also that much needed signing for Fife because they had about four players on the roster <laughs> <laughs> Until about a few days ago. Well, I've never. Yeah, well, this is true. Well, some of their fans might disagree. Looking at it, they're not particularly happy in the way that it's been done so far. But um, you know, each did their own. Uh, so the two players that I've picked out, uh, I will start with the non-Sheffield player. Um, to be fair, both are from the, from the KHL. Uh, we'll start with my non-Sheffield player is Chad Rowe, uh, who signed for. The Glasgow clan, very nearly said Brayhead there, Uh <laughs> signed for the Glasgow clan, uh, he signed straight from HC Slovan Bratislava in the KHL, who Gref I believe you were saying earlier on are dropping out of the KHL now due to money problems uh, to the Slovakian league uh, but 17 points in 55 games in the KHL, uh, he played the previous season for um avant omsk and then the team that i'm not even going to try and pronounce um so, <laughs> so overall that season he played 44 games and 14 points uh, and he also had the assistant captaincy for Cundland red star the year before that 40 points in 60 games so uh certainly not uh, stats just to turn your nose up to uh prior to that played in the sm league for saipa uh in finland uh, you know, again, 46 points in 60 games and then 14 points in 26. So looking at the upper point, upper kind of point bracket. Um, realistically, I mean, point seven points per game in La Liga, um, and then point four six points per game in the KHL. Certainly looks to be a guy that's, that's going to bring a lot to the league. Uh, by all accounts, Belfast were after him as well. Is, is what I heard. I think is that Is that right? Am I right in thinking Belfast were also looking for Rao?
3: Yes, were. Yeah. Yes, thank you.
0: Uh, and I've also read somewhere that he was that he was one of the fastest skaters in the KHL All Star Game in 2016-17. But uh, I've scoured the internet before we started doing this to try and find that, and I can't find it anywhere. Um, so <laughs> we'll go. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't on that one. But certainly looks to be a good addition. Uh, very, very strong player to be bringing to Glasgow, and he's going to help them out a lot, particularly with like the likes of Scott Pitt, um, Becker, uh, Matt Waugh. it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in there. Uh, the player that I've chosen from Sheffield is Martin St. Pierre, a uh, player that was announced while we were at All Stars, and I got very excited when I read his stats. Uh, signed straight from Cunland Red Star, 12 points in 27 games. Um, played the year before that for Barry Sastana and Admiral Vladivostok. Um, you know, I, I, he's played a number of seasons in the KHL. Uh, played a few seasons in the AHL, captaincy for Hamilton Bulldogs and the Rockford Ice Hogs, So having that captaincy in the AHL again certainly shows him to be a good leader and a, and a good uh, experienced player. Uh, I mean he's 35. I, I've seen some criticism in the Steelers team that maybe we're on the older side, but when you're signing guys that have played 580 games in the AHL, um, you know 240 games in the KHL, things like that. You know he, I, I'm certainly not going to complain and just say he's too old. Um, I mean, he, was, he played last year in the KHL, so he's obviously got something about his game. He's obviously still got it going. And in fairness, he didn't do too bad in points either. Um, the one thing that stands out to me about St-Pierre is 587 games played in the AHL, 576 points. He put up 0.98 points per game in the AHL. I can't remember the last time that I saw a player signing the Elite League that had a point per game in such a high league like that. 0.98 points per game in the AHL. Um, certainly one of the guys that I may be getting on the back of my jersey, but um, yeah, I, I just I just think he looks like an absolute a, a complete top draw signing for me. Looks to definitely be the kind of guy that I'd expect to be on the first line. Uh, and also another one of my favorite teams to be played for in the SM League. And we played for Karpat, so you know, always good to get those uh, those teams in there as well. Um, so they are my two players um,
1: you, when you say the KHL team that you didn't, you weren't able to pronounce do you mean um, <clears throat> excuse me Neftekimik and Niznemask
0: I'm going to go with yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> it started
0: with an N <laughs> it started it's with an N and had awesome. a lot of letters that's all I can tell you
1: you get that in Scrabble it's going high <laughs> <laughs>
0: You get that in Scrabble, you've won. <laughs> Brilliant, but yeah, no, they they are they're my two players. So we're obviously just a, they're the they're just the eight players that we've picked out that are that stood out for us. Um, in addition, uh, and one player that we've all kind of said surprised us to say. I mean, there was there were the rumours that he was going to sign anyway, but surprised in terms of the cal- that caliber player signing the elite league the other player that we've not mentioned is of course Liam Redox um i mean signed for Belfast last four seasons the uh, the captain for Vaxjo Lakers um who obviously were the SHL champions 17 18 um so yeah i mean this guy looks you don't sign that kind of caliber player straight from the SHL normally and and, and straight from a captaincy so, I don't know what you guys thought, but I, he, even though it was rumoured, it still baffled me to be seen in black and white that, and, and confirmed that he'd signed.
1: Well, look at the number of wears. It's no wonder he's, he's a good hockey player. Um,
0: no, he's not wearing 22, mate.
1: No, he's wearing 85. He's, he's up in the game. Um, but, you know, like you said, eight years SHL, four years as captain, um, guy who has highlight real goals in the CHL, um, the real deal... And he's signing the Elite League. It's a big, big pickup for Belfast, amongst other big pickups that they have done, um, which we'll talk very shortly about, no doubt. But no, Liam Reddox is a massive sign, and probably, I think about four or five teams have kind of gone, you know, this is a big signing. oh, hold my beer, we'll raise the bar. I think this is kind of the end of, this is kind of one of the last ones of, of raising the bar. You, you know, you're not going to get as good a calibre of player as him come to the Elite League. Mm. Belfast have done well to to bring them over.
0: This this year's become less of a hold my beer and more just of a a pass the parcel or instead of a parcel it's a pint because I just think every time you get one signing somebody else just goes above and beyond to uh, to make another. It's it's been quite yeah it's been quite outstanding outstanding in that respect this year. Just one other thing that we'll mention before we move on. As as we say, we're going to sum up the kind of Belfast and and Cardiff today. uh, Just as the two players that have got full rosters and that have um, obviously started training camps ahead of the CHL. Dave's getting very excited now. We're getting to that time of year where we're about to start talking about the CHL. So you can see the excitement in his eyes. He's fist bumping the air right now. Um, just before we move on to summarising those two teams just a few players that have left their teams since the last time that we um, that we spoke Dominic Florian has gone from Coventry signed in the NIHL for Telford um, Shane ba- Baker Backer, has gone from Manchester to Thetford Mines, Sorancia. Um Reese Cochrane has left Fife to go to the Steel Dogs um, let's have a look One of the big ones, Patrick Dwyer, uh, has retired from playing. I believe he's signed as assistant coach for the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL. Um, Robert Farmer has signed a three month trial contract for Lausitzer Fouche. Please don't tell me if I got that wrong. I'm proud of that that pronunciation. I'm sticking with it. I'm proud of you too. Thanks, mate. That means a lot to me. So, So proud. So proud. Hashtag. Um, obviously, we've said Jackson Whistle left the Steelers to go to Nottingham. Uh, his brother was then released by Sheffield. Uh, we don't know where he's gone as of yet. Currently down as unknown as to where he's going. Um, James Livingston has left Cardiff. Uh, again, to an unknown team for the time being. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Jake Morissette, another big player from the Elite League who was retired this year. Um Kendall McFall has retired from Belfast. Uh, obviously, we said lane left Cardiff to go to Manchester. Uh, Tim Crowder, as we say, left Coventry to go to Fife. Mikael Gutwald left Glasgow to go to Fife. Former left Flyers to go to Panthers. Uh, and the big one, the weird one, um, that we don't really get at the moment is Lucas Lundwald left Manchester um, obviously only signed this year from Dundee, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's now been announced that he, him and the club have decided to part ways. Uh, he's currently down as an unknown club, so we don't know where he's going. Uh, so a bit of a weird one there. Uh, but some big uh, some big names leaving guys. I mean, Patrick Dwyer for me was one of the ones at uh, a uh, point that, that the Belfast Giants needed as a priority signing. I mean, can you imagine if they'd have signed Dwyer as well as the additions that they've already got? Divine boggles. Can you imagine getting Dwyer and Redox playing on the same team together? Oh! My God. And then they wonder when he considered they've also lost the likes of Bowne and um, like Murphy and Briley as well. It, it, yeah. it looked at one point like they were going downhill and then all of a sudden... But, oh, as I said, we'll, we'll come back to that anyway. But yeah, they're the players that have left their respective teams since the last time we spoke. Um... And now I don't. I'm just looking to see what else we've got on the on the thing. And it looks like we're going straight into capping over the teams. So uh, the first team I think we'll go with, gents, is the Cardiff Devils. So then we'll go back to we'll then go to the uh, the current league champions, Belfast. So we'll start with Cardiff. What do we think to the team that they've assembled?
1: They've retained the, a high number of core players, and they've just added pieces to the puzzle. Um, they won't have been happy losing the league title, so they'll be doing everything that they can within their budget to be able to uh, get the the Monteball Mark II back in Cardiff. But you look at the team, and, and you know you look at the talent, and you know just in defence, Redick, Mosey, when he's fit. Um, Matt Louie and Gleason Fournier. We all know what they can do. They can de- they can defend, you know tough son of a gun. And then you've got the the high scoring Gleason Fournier. It varies what's the talent they've got in that role. And then look at forward, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. Um you know, obviously the GOAT, uh, Nathan Lyon playing for the for the club sorry, wrong one, Joey Martin. Um <clears throat> uh again we Lingley, uh Dixon Blair Riley. It's just, yeah, they, they've they've retained, they've added cutely, and upgraded. So it's going to be interesting how they how they go on. I mean, everyone knows they they, they did well keeping Ben bounds in my humble opinion. I, I I did think he'd go to Europe after his performance in Kashisha. So they've got the tools to get the the title back down the bay.
2: Yeah, I think that is probably. A- I'd say the three key signings for them this season has probably been Bouncer, Gleason 48 and um, Joey Martin or should we call him Captain Goat now Captain Goat I think he was named the cap- captain last night he
1: is ca- yes yeah. The, 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 the Goat is a captain I would
2: have thought they would have given it to Richardson but oh well I,
1: I, I think Nathan Lyon looks good in a card of shirt but that's just a different discussion altogether
2: oh different day different day (laughs) Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the finishing part they brought in and not saying his last name but I know it's Masa
0: Mariamaki there
2: you go I'm making up for my KHL non-attempt
0: at uh, pronouncing smashing it out of the park today Mariamaki Mariamaki there you go yeah, I mean, you guys have hit the nail on the head as the three main signings. I'd also add Dixon into there as well. Um, like we said, when when he re-signed, uh, Dave and I were talking to a few Cardiff players in the salt box at playoff weekend, and when talked about who their top signings were of the year, the top new signings of that year, um, and every every Cardiff fan we spoke to without coordinating, without speaking with each other beforehand, or without hesitation, all of them just said straight away, Steve Dixon was, was their player of the season, new player of the season, should I add. Um, I mean, for me, Charles Lingley was a huge addition. He was the guy that I was kind of quietly hoping would sign in Sheffield. But um, yeah, another another good re-signing for them. And then Dave, I mean, you, you, again, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they they've retained where they've needed to retain and then they've upgraded in other areas as well. Blair Riley's a fantastic fantastic addition. He's going to do a job for them. Um, we'll see if he does as good a job for them as he did in Belfast. I I don't I don't know. I just I think he needs I think he needs to play it as uh, he's one of those players that I just think he needs to keep his ego out of the game. I just I just think the 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 risk with Riley is he's a very high emotion fuel player that that will that'll that's that's kind of what drives his game um i just think it'll be interesting to see how he fits in in cardiff and whether he lets kind of the, the past history with belfast kind of take over when he plays against them uh but he likes to be a bit controversial on the ice um it was Riley that came up in front of the Steelers fans, wasn't it? That led for that amazing yes. photo that Dave uh, allegedly started. Yeah, apparently. Hashtag cannot confirm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I just think they've got a very good team. I just think that's, that's the one thing for me. Riley's got to keep his, keep his head on, keep his, keep his game smart. Uh, but to be fair, he's, he's, he was good at that in Belfast. Uh, there's nothing to suggest that he's not going to be good at that in Cardiff as well. Um, it's been quite funny to see some of the Belfast fans reactions. Um, never nice to see a player leave your team I think I think is the key thing particularly when he's played at the level that Riley's played in there and and played as well as he did for them uh, but then <laughs> just to see um, just a bit of saltiness from fans it's always good to see you see it from Steelers' fans you've seen it from Steelers' fans about why signing in, in another team. Um, it always happens. Uh, it's, it's one of those it's, it's a bit of schadenfreude isn't it it's one of those things that when it's not happening to your team it's quite funny just to sit back and watch um, but yeah I, I, I think Cardiff have got every foundation they need to reclaim the league title this year
3: The thing with Cardiff is that they always seem to up, upgrade and, and, and just you know improve on our team year on year they've already got a great squad and yeah just pulling these names out of the bag and you think wow where these names come from just amazing amazing signings I mean uh, Jardine Monagal, uh Dixon's a fantastic re-signing for them so mm. has S- 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 Langley uh, Maya Markey a-, a very good signing obviously the Goat Enjoy Martin Men and he looks like a decent pick up as well uh, of course Blair Riley so and I've also got uh, Jordan Lorday who-, who-, who could be breaking in- into a GB squad in a couple of years never know they uh, brought him in to uh, just get his experience and I think he'll really thrive on that so yeah just, just credit to Cardiff for improving the team year on year when you think you just can't get any better so yeah it's a fantastic job from uh, from 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 there
0: yeah I, I think Cardiff have got the best seat in the house really haven't they I mean I know that obviously Belfast took the league last year but Cardiff managed to just because they've managed to retain so many of their squad they don't they know what they need and they know that the majority of their squad is good enough to get them the silverware, uh, and as I say, I mean when it's a case of they're just losing one or two players, they've they've been able to focus their recruitment to pick up the players that really slot in well, um, and that's the thing that I think will separate Cardiff from Belfast this year, is that Cardiff won't need as long to come together as a team as Belfast will because primarily they're the same team, and then they've just got a few additions. Belfast have got a lot of new players. So it's going to be interesting to see which way that goes.
2: Hey, just to add on the Jardine signing, played for the Marlies last season mm. under Sheldon Keith. Yeah. That will be interesting.
0: It will. It will. Uh, then we move from Cardiff to Belfast. Um, obviously, the reigning champs currently. Um, what do we think to the Belfast team that have signed so far? Well, the Belfast team that I've signed. I'm not going to say so far because they've got a full roster now.
2: The only thing I can say is there's no Jonathan Furland. I mean, that's that's,
0: that's, that's, that's the key thing, isn't it? I mean, they've kept they've kept Kevin Rain, no. I think I think out of the three most satisfying names to hear on a Belfast webcast. They've got the, Kendall McFalls retired and Jonathan Furlands retired, so we've got to, we've really got to hold on to Kevin Rain now, aren't we? But what do we think? Obviously, what do we think of the, of the team as a whole? Uh, I mean, some stellar signings across the board.
1: They've done it again. But a bit more louder than Cardiff, whereas Cardiff has kept it on the quiet, just retain the core. Belfast have kinda of done that, but they've signed well. They've signed good. They've signed young. They've signed old. They've got the mix. Um, like you mentioned, you know, time will tell if that mix will be fine, but they've got a couple more players, I think, to come in. Um obviously with the CHL having an impact upon the training camp and everything. It'll see how the how the time they will have in the training camp to gel to give Belfast a shot at trying to get something out of
2: and the the group stage. I think for me they're possible three key signings. Apart from Red Ox, it'll have to be like Smotherman.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Kieran Long and Ben Lake. Mm-hmm. Just for experience in the league itself.
0: Yeah see i I don't think Ben Lake and Luke and particularly Ben Lake I don't think I don't think Lake or Long will perform to the level that they did last year and I, I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong because it's, it's it was quite nice to see um them you know it, it was quite nice to see the push for about four different players at one point to, to try and take the top point score in the league. Um, and obviously Kieran Long taking top Brit point scorer was great to see as well I just think that in this team same thing like I was saying with that, with Ulmer moving from Cardiff, he flourished on a team with a lot of talent and a lot of ability Ben Lake came from a Coventry team that wasn't the greatest Coventry team we've seen last season he was very much him and Nicky Foruk were out, out above and beyond the rest of their squad and I think that's what allowed him to put the points up that he did he, he didn't put the point up in the year before um, I think that's what allowed him to do it last year. And similar to Kieran Long, he wasn't on the strongest of Manchester teams. And I, again, I think that allowed him to flourish a little bit more. It'll be interesting to see what effect they have when when we're looking. I mean, Ben, late now looking at that team, you're probably talking second or third line because of, because of some of the, the rest of the talent they've got on that team. So it's just going to be interesting to see whether he kind of slips under the radar again this season.
2: It'd be interesting to see how Shane Owen plays as
0: well. What do you what what do you guys make of Shane Owen? I mean, I think we, we we discussed it slightly when he signed, but what do we think? Obviously, he stepped down from Besko, but what do we think that'd been better to sign out of the league or
1: no? Because I think he's he's, he's kind of like Zenlac in respect of he had a great year in five, was used to the lot of early shots. So one of his problems will be when he comes to. Um, to Belfast the expectation was sort of 60 a night would be down to 30
0: didn't Zemm so, play for Belfast and play terrible for Belfast
1: well he went from 5 to, to Brayhead well, at the time
0: yeah. oh yeah well yeah
1: didn't do too well got released then ended up playing end of the season in Belfast so went from the third c- kind of conference all the way to played in H1 in that season so
0: yeah true True. Oh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. I mean, he was a favourite in five, wasn't he? Shane, knowing they were very happy when yes. they resigned him. So, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. All right, to be fair, when he played when when Zemlak played for Belfast, he played fifteen games and got ninety-two percent. So I was, <laughs> I was just going to say it was an interesting analogy if he went to Belfast and was terrible, but uh, it yeah. wasn't. My uh, memories playing up a little bit on that one. Um, yeah, Gref, you've hit one of the main ones for me. Uh, Jordan Smotherman was the re-signing that they needed to make. Um, be interesting to see how Waronka plays on this team because I think a 23 year old kid he's got a lot to work towards. Um, same as Depuy, but Depuy didn't play last season either, so I'm interested to see what kind of things he can pull out the bag. Um, the one thing I'll say with Belfast is for me at the moment, they're certainly looking to be the toughest team in the league. I mean, they've got Matt Pelic and they've got um. Bobby Farnham. So they've got a, a tough forward and a tough D-man on that squad. What what yes. do we think that's going to bring? So I still don't think the leagues at that stage where we're needing that kind of player back. Either.
1: I don't think we need the out-and-out fighter. Sorry, we, they look like they can play a bit as well. So they're going to be more like the power forward. But obviously, the D-man just be a power defenseman who will just will get the points and will uh, be tough when needs be.
2: Just mm. for when they play against us. Yeah, yeah. Gagnon. <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll probably step away from a sort of you know an enforcer role that like he's been used to being playing. I think he'll play a more agitator sort of role. Uh, I, I mean, he's he still got some fairly decent points in, in leagues I've played in. Uh, some good experience as well. So maybe you know maybe it, it'll be a a bit of a curve for him. Maybe he'll, he'll, he'll adapt the sort of style of play that we be league league is and. And I just thrive upon it um, just, just never know I suppose until, until we uh, we See him but I, I think he'll uh, Bring a, a, a bigger role than, than Forster to Belfast And I, I think it will be one of the uh, One of the fa- Fairly Point scorer guys uh, Just solely because of the experience he's got I mean you know uh, I think it will shine through the, the experience that he's got and he'll He'll, he'll just wind teams up it, He'll yeah. wind them up it'll get it'll get them un, under his under his skin and and it'll force them to take penalties um,
0: he he's the kind of guy that has the, that has the ability and the experience to be the wind up to and to be the wind up and then be also be the player that capitalizes on it if you know what i mean he's not the guy that winds up draws the penalty and then somebody slots it in he's the kind of guy that's got the experience that he winds them up he draws the penalty and then he scores the goal
3: yeah um in fact mention that I, I remember a few years ago on the uh, one of the NHL pages it was like a mic'd up with Bobby Farnham, Farnham uh, when he was at Books Bar and, and Pittsburgh and he, I think the chair was was out out we, we were fantastic so I, I think he will be getting into the skin and uh, yeah just, just like I said to him to have penalties and yeah just that sort of guy
0: yeah yeah definitely I, I like I like the look of this roster to be fair I just think it's going to be interesting to see how they play together Um I think there's a lot of top end talent on this team, but it's just the number of new faces that might just be the deficit in comparison to Cardiff. Um but certainly a very good squad. If I before we before we left for, for, for All Stars, before we went down to Cardiff for All Stars, Belfast weren't even in my top three or four teams. Um with the players that they'd signed and then all of a sudden my phone buzzed about 10 times over two days and all of a sudden they built this roster that was just ridiculously skillful and ridiculously experienced um, so going to be interesting to see where Belfast finish and um, also what they can do in the CHL they've definitely um, had the CHL aid in the recruitment side of things um, so we move then from Cardiff and Belfast. One thing that I'll say before we move on to the latter stages of the, of the podcast, the questions, and uh, and then a, a cap up on All Stars. Um, Dave showed me an interesting video yesterday, which uh, I just thought was quite a relevant thing to mention on the podcast, given the fact that we love to talk about a bit of C H L. And also, given the fact that one of our favourite teams in the CHL, uh, given one of one of our favourite names in the CHL is is Tappara, uh, and Dave showed me a, a wonderful CHL video that Tappara have done uh, of a random Frenchman being shown around Tappara by um, Alexandra Barkov, <laughs> which was
1: uh, yes, uh, Monsieur Monsieur Badeau, as the guy I kept calling him. Um, <laughs> it was just the most surreal promo video um what they do is the um each team will do one and it's uh, promotes the city so this one obviously uh, uh promotes tapera um i've watched the one in lausanne uh, today cardiff i know was filming theirs a couple of days after the all-stars they um had uh, the cyclist Luke Rowe. Mm. Well, he's involved in theirs. Um, Belfast will we'll smash out of the park because they're a they good. So everyone has their own video. Tapper's was just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you've got a bar car going, just follow me, to follow me.
0: Was literally, it was just like the worst acting in the world. He was just like, oh, so were they any good? Oh, follow me. That was it. It was just like, oh, okay. yeah. oh you're not going to say anything else. It's just, you'll see, follow me. So <laughs> It's really. amazing
3: what these what team's come up with. I'm... Uh, I'm Talking more so the, the teams that are in it year after year, it's amazing what sort of the material that they come up with in these videos keep it fresh, keep it exciting. Uh, you know, it, it's just incredible by them to come up with these amazing, amazing things.
1: Well, to say if you like the so London uh, and teams like that who have been in every single year, you know, I'm just repeating the same video, the same time, the same welcome to Gothenburg, which is a nice place anyway will be difficult, so yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, you know, you look at the teams been there for heaven and age and see how their promo develops, um, mm. I remember when Sheffield did it last time, actually they had a competition, whose was the best one, and Sheffield made the last four, no, the last eight, sorry, of, t- of the ones, the promos of their city, that people were just like, yeah, they loved it, and it weren't just the UK fans, it was actually the European ones, mm. so obviously the Steelers, you know, had a connection and, and, and worked it well.
0: Yeah I, I, I just like to see the variation in in complete and utter different variation um between teams I just think it's it's incredible how every team just kind of interprets their own way of making this video so some of them go down the serious line of this is the city it's nice let's have a look this is the hockey and another one's just complete yeah follow me And <laughs> the other teams just come just go completely the other end and just make it funny and it, it's just quite good to i think last was it last year day that we just sat down and we literally just scrolled through every video yeah well
1: you just it went like there was a boring one everyone was as good was as interesting and even the place that we'd be we'd be like oh I remember that so yeah you didn't feature the fountain though maybe for the best maybe for
0: the best <laughs> Salzburg syndrome where Dave's flip flops my, my
1: flip flops haven't recovered
0: <laughs> flip flops haven't recovered brilliant Brilliant. Have we actually have we actually explained what the fountain reference is? I can't remember if we have on the podcast. We reference it a few times, but I've no. But
1: we'll quickly do it. it. We've, like. So basically, it was a fountain outside the hotel where uh, me and Joe put the hockey world to right for a few hours. A um,
0: few hours. We about four a.m. We 4 went 4 a. in. <laughs>
1: you know, standard. Um. So. All well, of you get each. Yeah. Again, standard. You know, away trip, and there was this fountain. It looked a bit. In. water wise, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah they go and then put me water, my feet in just to keep cool down. It was 4 am, it was a nice summer's day in Salzburg. I mean, my feet are still uh, alive and kicking, so I weren't too uh poisonous water, but yeah, it was it weren't, the, weren't the, one of them fans that you just get the sign, don't put, your, don't put your feet in the water for obvious reasons.
0: They quite possibly could have been a sign on, but it would have been in Austrian, probably, so you know to read
1: it. <laughs> probably not now.
0: I don't, I don't recall us sitting there going, "What does that sign mean?" Oh well, I'll put my feet in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know no we like, "We we flew back at like the first thing the next morning." I, I seem to. Oh no, we didn't. No, no, no. That was that was the. Um,
1: that was after
0: the, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after yeah. the game. But I I fully fully expected Dave to like, I expected to come down in the morning like to be going out to the pub to like get ready for the game, and just to see Dave with like rashes up to his knees on his feet because he's had like, his feet in this fountain for so long. <laughs> Uh, just unreal oh, that was a
1: picture of health that day walking around
0: uh, Salzburg well me and you both went through a 70 cent litre bottle of Jaeger, I think and literally as I say sat on this fountain for four or five hours something like that
1: that's good it's good It was nice this is why this is why people when you listen to the podcast you should do Cho trips away or the Conti Cup or even Belfast because you, you, you do these stupid things but you'll talk about it for eight years afterwards
0: this is true but we also don't take any responsibility for anybody who decides to put their feet in phantom fountains and then gets a rash that's that of where just tell you are not condoning <laughs> putting your feet in a random fountain that looks a bit grim do not do it
3: You lost the flip in Salzburg
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant the, the, that was the other thing was just seeing you stumble over every, every few hundred yards because the, 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 um, the, like the, the what is it the thing in your flip flop went the bit between your toes like kept breaking kept coming out so your foot kept sliding out your flip flop so every so often it just looked like Dave was doing lunges in the middle of Salzburg
1: <laughs> well, it, broke, it broke in Munich because we flew into Munich first before going over Salzburg We it broke it during the um, the stadium tour the Allianz Arena Nice place, by the way, just for for information. And we just stood w- at one of the angles, and literally my foot was stuck to the floor, it was like salt box on the Sunday of the playoffs. Um, but whereas Walked my shoes? My shoes survived. My <laughs> foot flopped in.
0: I I did I did a similar thing when I was at uni. I went in for an exam, and into the exam you had to go down some stairs. And um, I was wearing. I, it was an, it was a winter day, and I had flip flop shorts and a t shirt on. And I was walking down the stairs and as I put my foot on the stairs, the like the toe thing went from my flip-flop, my foot went sliding forwards, and ended up like lunging down this flight of stairs, smashing all my shit in on the stairs. And you only know just think I'm just about to do an exam, the last thing I want is to like <laughs> deck it down the stairs on my way in. So yeah, I definitely at that point was definitely um sympathizing with you there, Dave, because the first thing that I thought was, Oh, this is like Dave in Salzburg. <laughs> Um, Anyway, back on topic. Uh, (laughs) We've had a few questions. Uh, We apologise we weren't able to do uh, the podcast last week. Um, It just logistically wasn't possible. We didn't have any tech issues or anything like that. It was just there were a couple of us that weren't available and so we just decided to postpone to this week. Uh, but we have had a few questions. I'm going to throw it over to Dave, as our main question man. He'll no doubt throw it back to me to tell you what the social media things are. So we'll bounce it back between each other. Dave, what questions so, have we
1: got? So we've got two um, that I can find, and if there's been some that's been sent, we've not asked him. Our apologies. We'll find them. Or just resend it to us, and we'll we'll do the business there. Um, but it's one. This, this, one question we'll save for the end. Um, the last part of the, the, um, the agenda. It will make sense. Um, it's Joe from Belfast. Thank you very much. I um, know questions of all the new signings. Who do we think will be the dark horse signing in the league? Who's the one that we don't expect to, on paper, to be the best, but will actually be that stud?
0: Somebody go first. I'm gonna quickly like decide. <laughs> this is where
2: we are do it. You are. So this is where we are just like going elite prospects.
3: I'll yeah, this is true. I'll say mine then. Um, he's, he, he's one guy that I've had me on for a quite a long time. Uh, oh, I Yeah. A few <laughs> <months> he's, he's... <laughs> Shut up, Greg. <laughs> Um <laughs> Greg was very quick to move on that one, wasn't he? A bit, yeah. Um, yeah, i um, time signed for quite a few months, uh, Belfast, and that's Patrick Ronker. Uh, I mean, considering the players that have been signed Belfast, Patrick's obviously not got quite the experience of, you know, uh, Bobby Farnham or Matt Pellick or, or Liam Redux but I think he's going to be one of those that's going to sneak into one of the top uh, top point scorers. I mean, great experience with Poland in the international, uh, most recently, uh, last season in Division 1B, 5 points in five games and then for Katowice uh, in the same year, 55 points in 41, and, and he's pretty much got um uh, I, I still thought of reading his stats. And, yeah, I, I, I just think he's he's been doing do very well. I, I, I think it's going to bring a ton of points, which, whichever line he's on. Um, seems seems really good. And I think he's going to be one of the surprises, uh, I think, for this season.
1: he This is his first season out of Poland, isn't it, if memory says right? Yeah. So I'm not because I'm being lazy, I'm going to go with this one as well. Um, so I remember watching highlights of the Katowice's game against Belfast, both for the semi-final and the final. Um, speed, a lot of speed and I think that's where you got the, the signing and the talent that i have got this kid has speed you know, and they say in sports speed kill so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in with that as well wonder.
0: That was a good cop out answer for you wasn't it?
1: In my defence <laughs> it's a good show
0: When we're on the same line I'm going to go with you as well, no I'm joking <laughs> I've got go a different one Graph, have you not have you got one? Up? Are you still, are you still contemplating? Don't, please don't say the same as Andy again.
2: Nah, I'm still
0: contemplating. What? not good all day.
3: I was going to a queue oh.
0: then. Hi. <laughs> That's fine. I'll go with mine then. Um, I apologise because I'm going to be a bit of a homer on this one, but I said this to Dave yesterday actually. Um, not necessarily the dark horse across the league, but one of the main guys that I think. Will go a little bit under the radar. One of the guys that isn't being talked about by everybody is one of the main signings, but actually, I think he's going to do a stellar job. Uh, is uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, <laughs> it's his what's first that? name. That I can't remember. And I, I'm on, the, I've got the roster in front of me, what's but I've got it, it on the wrong It's Jonas Lewing. Um, by all accounts, got a good shot on the blue line. One of the first guys that. Uh, Sheffield signed. I don't know why there's a there's a bit of a stigma against um, like Swedish and Europeans playing uh, for the Steelers. We've we've had a lot of negative comments when we signed from them. The kind of thing from uh, ten years ago when people would say, "Oh, European hockey is not as physical as North American hockey." I mean, now they've transitioned to be very very similar. But I, I think that's that's one of the reasons. Uh, I, I honestly don't know I, but I, I just don't think this guy has got all the hype about him like everybody else and I, I genuinely think he's going to be one of the better signers that we've made this year.
2: See, For me, I think probably William Quist from playing for Panthers. There's not really been much hype about him, even though he's been putting up some pretty decent numbers in the Al Swenska, uh last season in Denmark. He could be a player that
0: Panthers missed out on last season. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he certainly
1: could. It's not a bad shout in fairness. His highlights package for the Panthers, what they put out, yeah, look to uh, the, the type of player that would go under the radar. But I'm sticking with my option with Wonka. Um, no, so you're sticking t- with Andy's
0: option of Wonka.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm putting half claim on this one right now, are you now?
3: Yes,
1: I am. Oh, <laughs> so, but no, yeah. Um, in fairness, you know, they're, they're, they're three players that will will surprise in their own way. And they'll be, the, they'll become kind of not the stud signings that everyone expected them not to be, and they will be. So, I suppose it just shows that the talent that's in the league this year. And like, oh, he certainly does. Like you were saying, Joe, is. The, when we announced that player and was like, yeah, what a player, what a player. And then you have everyone else and it's like, oh. And another classic example is De Luca. Everyone was raving about him re-signing. Everyone was swiping right. Now you look at the rest of the players, um, he, he fits in. Not even
0: as, even There's not even as much buzz about Valorant now.
1: Exactly. So I, I can't wait for the new season to start.
0: I, I said this to you again yesterday, didn't I, Dave? I think it's generally speaking, I'm excited for the year to start just because it's quite bo- you, you get quite bored over the weekends, or not necessarily bored, but it just becomes quite a you just you just enjoy and look forward to the times when you get to watch the hockey on the Saturdays and the Sundays. Um, but this year, I'm, I'm actually excited to watch it for the level of hockey as well. I, I don't think that we had that same buzz last year. Um, but this year, just not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not just saying for the Steelers either. It's, it's not specific to the Steelers. I'm just generally um, excited for the level of hockey across the league.
1: I'm still blaming Tomo for it. it. Must be his fault.
0: Well, you know, know. that's that, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's so. We, what, you said there were two questions and then another one we're saving for the end. So what's the other uh, question we have sec- got?
3: The second
1: question's the one that we'll save at the end. Oh, I,
0: I've seen one more question. Have you? Yeah, there was one on Facebook as well.
3: I think it was, uh, who do you think is going to finish top three?
0: It, well, it, yeah, it was James Helluil asked, uh, he said, throw you a nice easy one, what's your league predictions? Then
1: and... I apologise to James for not acknowledging this question. You
0: should do. You uh,
1: should. Yeah. I, well, I am doing.
0: We're going, Dave, we're going to ask you for your league predictions first, just so you can't copy Andy again. And you can write them all down, and it's going to be like back at school where you put your arm over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the tall, the tall ones would be able to look over still. Um, <laughs> yes, was, he ask, yes. was he asking for the top three or the league winners? He
0: just said league predictions, but I, I would, I'd say um, top three is quite a good way to go. Okay, so so
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sheffield Belfast, very tight. I'm gonna it's between a point. I'm gonna go to Sheffield. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Glasgow, third. Um, Cardiff will just make the playoffs because they're playing within the means. Um, no jokes aside, it's I can't say anything apart from uh, top three of Sheffield, Belfast, uh, and Cardiff. I think Sheffield. Oh, I'll stick with that. I think Sheffield will will, will nick it. Um, I just think that the, the buzz and everything around Sheffield gives them that energy, and I think will give them that push. They have the facts that could you know, derail them, but I just—I've got the feeling that you know Mon- Monty's coming home.
0: Ooh. See that one being the uh, the intro video for the Steelers this year. Can you imagine the Steelers coming on the ice all year? Two, it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: So, what
2: do you guys think, Griff? I'm gonna say. Cardiff, Sheffield, Belfast. Not Manchester. Are they going
0: to be a- we'll make playoffs this year. No, I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> that was going to be my question. I was going to say, will you make playoffs this year?
1: What, is that after a year hiatus?
0: Gap yeah. year. year.
2: Gap year. Gap um,
0: year. Okay, so you think Manchester are going to make playoffs or Buffalo?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Buffalo Bills will, don't like the NHL team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Buffalo Bills definitely will. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. We're going to wake up in the morning to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is about arriving on the street. Who do you think Buffalo's going to miss,
3: First, I think it'll be Belfast. Second, Sheffield. Third, Cardiff. Buff. Ah. Uh... I'm gonna go with Guildford. Oh, do go. you know I
0: had a feeling you were gonna say Guildford?
3: <laughs> and got Glasgow fifth. Uh Ready to set up for it.
0: Shh, let him keep going. <laughs> I wanna see if he thinks Manchester are gonna make playoffs.
3: Okay, be all day. Um Sixth I think will be
0: He's Life. forgot. He's forgot who else is in the league. I
3: have actually. I, I <laughs> literally have. Um, oh dear. As far as I'm I, I can't remember. i the league. Yeah.
0: Telford. Where's Telford <laughs> gonna finish? <laughs> about,
3: um, we...
0: Fifteen. 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 All right. Are Manchester gonna make playoffs?
1: Um, I think they will. But judge. Dave.
0: No.
3: Yeah.
1: Sorry, Graf. You're missing just the once again.
3: It's good, to I love you, isn't it? I know. Thank yeah, you.
0: it is because I'm going to say no as well. Uh, I'm going to go with... But we're not uh, as all. Well. Cardiff, one. Sheffield, two. Belfast, three. And then I, I agree with you, Dave. I think Glasgow, four. I, I think it's hard to look past Cardiff, Sheffield and, and Belfast this year. You can say what you want about checkbook hockey playing by your means, whatever. I've heard a number of people say... In fact, I've heard a number of Glasgow... I heard a number of Belfast people say that we were playing checkbook hockey and then all of a sudden they announced all these players. It was like, ah, who's playing checkbook <laughs> hockey now? Um, do, do they still use checks now? Well... <laughs> yeah, but back payment hockey doesn't really have the same ring to it, does it?
1: Bitcoin, you what? Know, you know what, Dave? All that Bitcoin.
0: Some people, some people don't have online banking set up and said he had to live by the means and use the check. This is
1: true, um, yes, this is true.
0: Um, <laughs> MK. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Talk, talk about kicking a dog
0: whilst it's down. I, know, I was going to say, what, what's this all? Do you know, Andy's a proper dark horse for that, though, isn't he? Just, just, that, that, just that odd comment.
1: He's, he's just adding a bit of a nasty to him recently, answer.
0: He? So he's also like, dog... quite demonically stroking his legs. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> got an itch it's like watching on video he's like stroking down his leg oh, blame, I've got an H. It's, it's like, like a, ev- an evil villain yeah, that. an evil village from you. james bond <laughs> but he's not got the cap so he's just using his leg <laughs> good old velvet thunder a bit over like there. Joe, yeah a bit like, don't you yeah. a you bit of leg. Don't what you're trying to suggest there andy yeah. so the best thing about it is you know. when, I've got the, when i've got the video all i can see is your leg I can just see your leg and then you're stroking it. This is taking a swift turn. Um, (laughs) So, um, we're saving a question until after we come to this next topic. So, we'll talk about this next topic now as it's the next topic. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the next topic if we're talking about it now. Who's sure it's the next topic? Well, it might be. We'll have to find out. I told you, it's a delirious Thursday. I said it at the start of the the, the podcast. We've already warned, so it's fine.
3: Or is it a picnic?
0: little I've not actually told you guys I've actually sat with my legs in a fountain outside right now and it looks a bit grim so I think I'm, I'm slowly getting blood poisoning um, uh, no it's so the, the last question the last topic that we've got on the agenda for today is all stars we've Um we've we don't talk about it a lot on the podcast but obviously we're all involved in it Dave it, it was did more so than than the rest of us but um, you know, he, he, obviously it's gone we talked about it the last episode just a plug and we, obviously we shared our just giving pages on Facebook and Twitter uh, so obviously just a bit of a recap over All-Stars as it's, as it's now been and gone and everybody's suffering from those All-Stars blues thinking we've got to wait until July next year to do it again um, so I'll Dave I'll throw it over to you you're the best person to talk about All-Stars generally I
1: don't know why um, but yeah just, just what a weekend everything we just Great. If went well, all yeah, eight teams.
0: nuggets.
1: Oh, that's a story. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have to do a podcast of stories. And will, that is that is for that.
0: We will, but we'll we'll tell that one. We'll tell that one after we've after we talked about all stars. A, a, a bit of a a, thought, uh, a bit of a final thought.
1: food I'll give, for thought. Very much food for thought. I'll, I'll give that one. That's But yeah, you know, everything went well from the from the from the Friday onwards. The vibe was amazing and the, the, the team's played it in the spirit as it should be and it just you know one of them it, you just go 100 miles an hour and The next thing you know it's sunday night and the weekend's done and you've played all the games everyone's gone home happy we've got the mind winning the tournament on a shoot against dreams we are in the process of doing the final counting we are looking at north of a hundred and twenty five thousand pound raise between the eight charities Absolutely outstanding. Um, our own uh, British Art Foundation, we are just over or just below 9,000. Wow. Which, for a charity that's, when I say the following, it's not the, there's no popular charity, you know, not one that goes, it's, it's more of the aware, more awareness charity, because it all goes in circles. British isn't one of them, so to hit the near 9,000 pounds is phenomenal. Did um, you
0: say BHS then, like I British Home Stores?
1: BHS. <laughs> it's definitely BHS. Definitely BHS.
0: British Home Stores is definitely not one of the most popular anymore,
1: mate. Move <laughs> was this thing on? <laughs> uh, it? Yeah, so, you know, they did that work, you know, um, Help for Heroes was thirteen grand. In all fairness, it doesn't matter how much each team raised in that context, everyone just, the money that's raised is going to make such a difference to that community. So the, the British heart money is going to, you know, for example, a lot of fund near enough nine new defibrillators um, in and around the UK. Uh, the money the help viewers raise is going to help uh, veterans who are suffering from PTSD and other, you know, horrible things from their service to the country. Dreams come true. The money is going to help pay for a dream. Um, and I can't, there was a kid who actually was there this, at the weekend who, like the year before they, they actually raised enough to pay for the kids' dream to go to North America uh, T Haven uh, the Welsh hospice team they was trying to raise enough money to pay for a nurse for the year uh, they felt short but they still raised you know I think it was fifteen sixteen thousand 16 thousand something along the lines uh, mind raised around 36000 that's going to do a lot for the work of the mental health Blue Cross saying that that's going to help with um, you know disregarded animals. And every charity that the money raised—prostate cancer, the same, breast cancer, the same—is going to help the research and, and fighting, you know, the horrible illnesses. All the money raised is going to do such a great thing for them causes. And all, that was all done in one hand, and everyone just had a, such a blast. And everyone is—I've never known a weekend in the twelve I've done where even now, and we're talking coming to two weeks after, yeah, the blues are still there you see it kind of dries off now no it is still everyone's still talking everyone's still going on about it everyone's just like wow what a weekend and you know for any, anybody who's there and, and to your guys who played uh anybody understands you know just a huge thanks you know we we, we put the things together your guys deliver the goods and the weekend's a testament to not only the work put in but the enjoyment that everyone had and uh, whether you were if you were a, f- a fan or supporter there or player. The, I hope the experience you got for the weekend, you know, just, just is one that you'll take for a long time and uh, makes you want to come back next year.
0: And if nothing else, you got to see me selly. What can I say?
1: Yes, because you scored a goal. Yes, the congratulations. Was, the pass is great as well.
0: I'm not bothered about the goal. I just you play pass, hard sell selly after it. Pass, pass.
1: That's the best bit. I didn't care about the, the goal of the selly. Bit.
0: I didn't care about the goal. It was just the selly. And the, the fact that he played it on repeat in the bar afterwards, which was just the, mess, the best I, thing.
1: I, I, I tried doing a cellie after our first game that we won. BHF never win on the Saturday for the last few years. Never win. Went undefeated and on we
0: went Saturday. Undefeated
1: so I, I try a celebrate the end of the game. but Literally, just everyone's just bombarded there because we've actually won a game. It's like, what's this? So I was like, cut off in my prime. I was just like, no.
0: But that's because you were trying to do an Islanders cellie and no one cares about the Islanders.
3: But it was appropriate. We <laughs> just won a game. <laughs> I can't be I should and dig someone. You are? I can't be I actually dig someone. That was a surprise when I watched it back. I, I, I didn't know that I did it.
1: Mate, it
0: was, 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 it a, was big... a sick move. I don't actually think you did it intentionally, but it was I a. Didn't, sick I move. didn't. It was a, it was
3: a happy, happy accident. So, Mate, it was
1: yeah. was, the, the mitts you've got, it's not surprising, but who has got the best mitts? Oh,
3: it's man. not you,
1: Bandy. It's oh. not you, Joe.
3: Oh.
1: It is the 2 plus 1 to himself. Some of the moves he was pulling off.
3: Outstanding.
0: So, breaking news from my fantasy, Zamboni, me and Andy are going on strike.
3: We're going
0: to make but, a picket sign. <laughs> Start the resistance up again.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, now, I, I don't know what your thoughts were for, for, as a as a player only. Your thing, but, you know, that was just the best weekend we've ever put on. It was the most relaxed, bizarrely, because anybody who knows him sees me during the, during the weekend. I'm not relaxed. I'm not. It's very stress Um But it was none of that. Everything went well. Everyone enjoyed it. Everyone had a blast. What did your guys think?
0: We came fourth. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm baffled that we came fourth. Last last year we won one game. That was the seventh the eighth game. We came fourth. What was? And, and and I'll say this I'll, I'll say this on the platform we came fourth we lost the game the puck didn't go across the line that was not a goal that's all I've got to say <laughs> but no I, I, it, it kind of
1: feels like we need a Russian linesman just to really you know, re- recreate the 1966 feel do
0: you know what I'd I'd have had no issue if we'd have gone like if, if it would have gone like full the whole nine yards, um, his name escapes me. Help me out. Um, official in the NHL, he was amazing. What's Wes, his name? Where's 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 McCauley. Yeah, I'd have had no issue if, if if Chris Wells would have stood there, skated up to the centre ice and then gone, upon further review,
3: we have a good goal.
0: If he'd have done that, I'd have gone up shaking his hand and gone, right, I'm going off the ice now. But so
1: basically, so what you're saying is, is Chris Wells is one of the six referees who helps volunteer. What you're saying is, if if he manages to listen to this or someone hears it and, and tells him, you want him next year to be more Wes McCauley. I want and, him and, to and step bust up out the out, dramatics, bust out the dramatics,
0: and actually call a goal when it goes across the line and not sits on it. <laughs> but no, I want him to start. I'm, no, on a serious note, I mean it, 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 referees take a lot of stick. I, I'll hold my hands up. I'm one of the bad ones for giving referees stick on the ice. I'm not I'm not bad I'm not bad in the stands when I'm playing I'm, I'm I'm bad for it and I I hold my hands up to that. But um on a serious oh cheers mate, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> on a serious note, you've got to you've got to put the thanks out to the referees as well because without them an event like that don't happen. And no. I, I I wish we'd got Dean Smith again though, because he was a proper laugh when it, when Dean Smith did it last time we were in Cardiff, that was brilliant. He yeah. just kept he just kept skating past the bench and chirping players I mean, quality. its quality.
1: The, the, the rest red this year were good for us. But I'm, I'm, I I'm think we need to start a campaign. Chris Wells, to be the McCauley of the, of the weekend next year, Game mic'd up, get the dramatics.
0: Exactly I think... what I was going to say. We need to start mic up refs and like get, get the full-blown like dramatics when a goal's called. <laughs> maybe That's we should, hilarious. Maybe we
1: should do that. Get the all-star referees mic'd up. I may, I may pull that forward. See if we get that and just have something to maybe use as a bit of a, this is what happened at the weekend. You probably don't hear anything. So probably be a lot of it bleeped out. Um, but that, that, felt... <laughs> Can you imagine that all That'd stars be... mic'd up? That'd be a fun project.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine that all stars mic'd up?
1: But uh, yeah, it, no, it'd be a mix
0: of a load of swear words and then pass me my beer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, now it's a uh, Gareth Fandy. You know what? What were your highlights from from the All Stars? I know what Gref's highlight is, and I'm going to tell that highlight. But I'll go so we'll <laughs>
3: Oh, just so many i mean
1: uh
0: playing on Line with me yeah
3: yeah that's one again uh, again line bay um line just, bay so many wow <laughs> oh me too so, so many great things i mean uh i, I don't know about you guys but this has been the best one in, in the six years that i've been part of this amazing amazing event uh so many great things to Obviously, great to see the the people that uh, we don't get to see in Sheffield again. Uh, so, so many names I can mention, so so many names to mention. In fact, you know who you, who you guys are if you listen listening anyway. Uh, great to see you guys again. Just so many great things from uh, Chris Wells going for the Guinness World Record of Guinness World Record of how many hats you can fit on your head uh, to uh, F1 gate in the changing room. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible! Uh, me almost falling down the stairs because uh, I, I lost my um, skate guards. Uh, oh, just...
0: The creation, the creation of the BHF Long Island iced tea. I that think that's well. average. That shout out, shout out to Mister Eaton for that amazing creation. I don't yeah. know if he listens, but
3: if he is, and F1 gate, thank you very much. And F1
0: that. gate, yeah, yeah that's, that's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, just 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 fantastic. I've absolutely loved it, and yeah, I've, there's not been any. Uh, time in the 60s, I've missed, I missed the event as much as I do right now. Uh, just a fantastic weekend. I wish I could do it all again this weekend. Just just fantastic.
0: The All-Stars Blues are more relevant than the St. Louis Blues, and they won the Stanley Cup.
3: Maybe it's a sign Play Gloria. A, another did. good thing as well, Gloria being played on a DJ on the Friday night. <laughs> yes. Was,
1: yes. I think it's Piggy 4.5, uh, Luke Becker. Make sure the tunes yeah. are being played. draft
2: Well I have three highlights. I'll uh, oh. I'll leave You know what?
0: Just I'll leave the, the last one. highlight. He didn't ask for three, he asked for a highlight.
2: Well so what? I'm giving three <laughs>
1: <laughs> But one of them I'm I'm delivering.
2: Exactly, you deliver the last one. I'd probably say first one, almost scoring on the my first <laughs> shift. I guess
0: only, only, only Gref's highlight. Only Gref could have the highlight almost scoring.
2: Exactly. Brilliant. Um, I'd probably say the second one would probably uh, pro- how long we had the oops upside your head Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So for a bit of context of that, the whole of the BHF team and the whole of the Blue Cross team on their respective halves Sat down. BCC people joined in as well. and then, Yeah, we got some hijacked from the BCC guys and girls. But they were more than welcome. Uh, hijacked in and started doing the oops inside their head. Not just for like 10 seconds, 15. It was more like a minute and a half. It was like a good length of, of time. And you, got, you see the referee's like, we've got a game to play, but uh, I can't see his, you know, if I blow a whistle, that's going to take longer. I might as well just let him finish.
0: That's another thing, a note for Chris Wells, if he ever listens to this. Join in the oops upside your headline next time. Yeah. Can you imagine if that, like, the referees just go, "Do you know what? Sod this. The game's not starting. We're just going to go and join in." The referees just doing <laughs> start their own line in the middle.
1: <laughs> that'd be that be brilliant, yeah.
3: That's one I forgot as well, and 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 that was uh, Trevor up while he was cuddling his chicken nuggets. That was it.
0: That was oh, look it. at this! He's pa- he's passing. He's jumping the gun here, look. He's giving. Well,
1: he, well he's spoiler not. Spoiler alert. He, he's not because. We, this is one that we just saved that line and we can't divulge into too much information There's a number, what you'll find in any sporting tournament is highlights that you can't really go to f- full detail um, because of the audience that we're dealing with but this one we can do um, so uh, basically we all go out on the Thursday nights and we get we get to Cardiff we get some food and we have a few drinks have a few more drinks and then we end up in Pot World which is a we've, traditional we've, venue
0: we've sussed. there's like holes in the bottom of glasses So your drink goes down very quickly. Um, We we are investigating it. Same happens with shots, apparently.
1: Yeah, Apple Sours, I think we found, we remembered. So we've all had a good time. Been a blast. Friday morning, wake up, look at the end of the bed, and there's a box of McDonald's food. And I'm like, what on earth? I don't recall ordering food. I don't remember this. So gets up, try and freshen up uh, before going into town. Walks um, to the bathroom to see, make sure Graf's all right, but he's just got the biggest, dirtiest grin on his face. He's cuddled up in the duvet. Lo and behold, in the cuddling position is his box of chicken nuggets. <laughs> Was it chicken nuggets. oh well, There we go. See, this is the best thing. None of us remember ordering the food. None of us, re- and somehow we've ordered our normal food, our normal what we order at all. If ever there was a photo of living your best life, that was it. And it's, it's my fault I missed the photo, but I just looked up like, wow, yeah, someone's happy. Someone's it's happy. A job.
3: <laughs> it's a good job. It's a Steph weren't there. Sorry. That, it's a good job Dominic and Steph weren't there to see that. They've been uh, spinning. The
1: Very game. much so, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and then there's like you know these. You just get loads of these stories, and there's this, you know, there's someone on the side that we walked into the hotel, and just you know, just blast line after line of one is going off. And when you are able to put a weekend on where you do have all these highlights, all these memories, and and you do talk about them for for years on end, you know, there's, there's stuff that happened years ago that you still talk about in when you meet up with old teammates. When you have that, when you can create that, and at the same time raise a shed load of money. Yeah, we did good.
3: I seem to remember on, on the uh, Saturday morning, just waking up with uh, my, my crotch just absolutely filled with glitter and face paint from um, the party the night before. Yes, thank you very much, Judge, for that. That was amazing. I'm glad I'm glad you finished that off because I was quite unsure <laughs> where that was going. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was a point. It's okay. It's right. we'll, we'll find the photo.
1: There's a photo of all four of us: me, you, the judge, and Dave Eaton. Uh, but we was glittered up, uh, me, Andy, and, and the judge. We'll, we'll share that photo on the uh, the MSN uh, social media account. Which is. But before we go on to that, so the last question. Uh,
0: oh, wait, hold f- on. Before the last question, I have a question to ask Gref. Because it, it sparked from the chicken nuggets. And Dave, you said it's quite amazing that you, despite not being able to remember ordering, it's amazing that you ordered your usual food. Can you yep. imagine Gref's surprise? And Gref, what would your reaction have been if you woke up and you were just cuddling a veggie wrap? <laughs> I'd <I've> be <been> disappointed. <laughs> chicken nuggets, it's just like a veggie wrap. <laughs> oh, I'd very disappointed. I'd I my nuggets. I'm not surprised. i need my nuggets. Um, <laughs> get on Uber Eats and get it delivered quickly.
1: <laughs> so the last question uh, again from Joe um, not, not, not you uh, this is Joe Belfast um, basically who is the best at throwing shapes now I suspect this was aimed at us four however I Definitely feel we, I feel well you didn't really dance but did you um, it's, it's the it's the
0: sprinkler <laughs> okay.
1: No nowhere's illegal. But I think we're gonna open this up because I think there's there's two candidates very much had the best um uh, in throwing shapes.
0: And also I, I think we, we probably need to say for a disclaimer that none of us are particularly good at throwing shapes. I don't think I I don't think any any of the four of us are gonna complain about being told that we are not the best out on the dance floor. Um <laughs> So <laughs> it's probably the other reason that needs to be thrown out to I other think other it's people.
1: Best to describe our dancing is it's more like murder on the dance floor. Um, that's how bad our dancing is.
3: I can barely see over anyone's shoulders. So it's just I've got no room at all to to jive oh, oh, oh. anything. To jive? In, <laughs> Did he
0: just say to jive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Joe, is your jive.
1: So in answer to the question, Joe, um, there's two candidates. this Kevin McGlynn and Will Hall, Hall.
0: Woody
2: Woody um, oh, He, <laughs> he um,
1: it amazes all with just dancing that we were all just like wow what on earth am I doing here
0: I was in Walkabout sorry I was in Walkabout as well
1: oh it was Walkabout yeah yep the non-traditional all-star Saturday venue shame on you Pop World for having a queue of 45 minutes you missed out on the trade Um,
3: But we had the old cackles in the world didn't
1: we cackles the lot yeah (laughs) That, that so that them stories are the ones for the it's a story only type podcast and maybe that's an over 18 one because there was a f- some interesting developments on then that queue. um but no, will and, will and Kevin McGlynn were probably the
0: uh my, my vote has to go for, for kev just for seeing him jump up on that table and, and I, I don't well, know
1: how he did it he
0: jumped he jumped on he jumped on a table without using his hands. He just like jumped up on a table and instantly started grinding on this table. I've just just never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> like, I I just my vote's got to go for Kev. I've, it was just the athleticism of getting up on the table.
1: So now we know why he he, knew he missed the first game. Um, mine's well. Yeah, mine's yeah. well as well. <laughs> Doing all that and looking like Woody.
3: It just yeah. seemed to have a different dance move for every song. It, it it's just a different sort of movement. Like, wow.
1: Well, he was coordinating it. Obviously, unlike you, where it's just all jive, he was coordinating <laughs> it. He had different moves.
3: A bit you know, of variety.
1: Be, be more woody, basically, and have more variety in your dance moves.
0: All variation, no jive.
3: I'm surprised that no one's <laughs> mentioned um, the um, the best man. On the stag, do that with us in the same hotel, and a George just giving That's for That's uh, a different that, podcast.
0: That, that's not. That's a different
3: that podcast. That
0: is a different story for a different day.
1: But if you ever find us in around the rinks, you're more than welcome to ask us, and we will answer, and we'll tell you the story about the best man at the hotel.
0: The only thing you need to know, really, is it got Gref in trouble. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's <a big> <laughs> If you, want to see the, if you want to see the video, I'll just DM us and we'll send it to you. <laughs> look at Stafford I'm trying to get people to slide into his DMs. Slide into his DMs? What's
0: going on here? What is this podcast? You know? he's, he's, look at Stafford, he's getting the wrong idea as to what we're going for in this podcast, isn't he? Has this
1: podcast turned into plenty of fish or something? Honestly, Hello, Steph- and welcome
0: to the my is my is one. the podcast. <laughs>
1: one, Honestly, staff, <laughs> you have a word with yourself.
0: So I I think I think now is as good a time as any to uh, to end the podcast <laughs> <laughs> today. We do not spiral into any more um, madness. Um, so before we go,
1: you this, uh, it, that it was going to be a, a crazy one.
0: I did. I, yeah, you were all warned. I said it's a delirious Thursday. Uh, we decided to try and make this a bit of a shorter episode, and we're still going on for over an hour and a half um, so before we go uh, I will plug the, the social media just like expected um, is, oh, I was loving that just a bit of a fanfare um, so we're at I'm MFZ like S- Club Pod- 7, look at this he's interrupting me now it's just disgraceful <laughs> it's drive. bit of S Club 7 no we're at MFZ podcast on Twitter we're my fancy Zamboni podcast on Facebook and um, Uh, We're going to have to end it here because we just.
1: Thanks, everyone who's liked it this week. We've had a load of likes this week and from different parts of the world. So
0: we have. We've gone from about 110 likes on Facebook, I think, to 300. Um, So please, anybody who listens, anybody who likes it, please share the page, tell your friends, um, and yeah, come back to us with any questions. We're going to start trying to. Come to more topics again, now Now that we're getting towards the start of the season. Um, so if you've got any topics that you want us to discuss, more contentious issues, obviously in the past we've tackled such contentious issues as the instigator penalty. Uh, uh, that. There you go. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that. Uh, so yeah, if you've got any ideas of things like that that you want to hear us talk about, what you want to hear our opinions on, uh, then let us know. But obviously we're going to try and move into a few more issues like that as well and talk a bit more about that. So it's not just a list of players um so yeah send us any ideas for that send us any questions you've got please like and share the page and and you know the more you help us to spread like the word and, and get more followers the easier it is for us to get more content and things like that so um but yeah for the time being I, I thank you very much for listening dave thank you very much sir
1: thank you very much joe thank you very much graf and andy and to everybody listening i hope you've enjoyed the um the the chaos that is this uh, episode 38 of the podcast
0: Yeah, it's uh, certainly different.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Gref, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for having me, and thanks to Dave and Stafford as well. Uh
0: And Stafford, thank you very much for uh, turning (laughs) the podcast into your audible Tinder.
3: Uh, You're welcome, anytime, Joe. Uh, Thanks, Joe, thanks, Dave, thanks, Gref, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed laughing at us and laughing with us.
0: Hopefully more laughing with than out, but we we don't disappoint us. No, like, it's going to be out. That's just probably going to be out. That's fine.
1: <laughs> but no,
0: I thank think you everybody. Nice,
3: right. He's
1: look, just <laughs> We speak at all? can it it's the dis- terrible. The discipline is awful. No says. I'm, I'm gonna.
0: Do you know, next episode, I'm gonna get a little sign that says "Quiet, please," like we're at a golf match. <laughs> hold them up. Do you know what? I'll hold them up and then I'll lend them out to them in five, so they can start like waving people over to let them know which side of the ice they go on.
2: <laughs> Why is not there anymore? It's
0: fine. <laughs> Brilliant. But no, thank you so everybody for listening, um, and for liking the page, as Dave said recently. Um, and thank you for another episode of my fancy Zamboi. Cheers.